in today's show. I'm going to recap all of the action from Thursday. Big performance from Devin Booker. DeMar DeRozan keeps it going. What's going on with Anthony Edwards and Jaden McDaniels? It's all coming up. Mickey Bolton, he's here. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. NBA's back. We've got games, got stuff to talk about, we've got surprises, we've got big performances, we've got all that sort of shit. So... We're going to get straight into it. In fact, Warney, what do you reckon? Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> no real news to talk about because we talked about all the injury stuff in the injury show earlier today, so you can go check that out. But let's just go straight into the most added and most dropped players in fantasy leagues. First things first, the most added players. Number one was Aaron Holiday, who did not get the start in Phoenix. They went with Devin Booker at point guard, which is great. Um, I actually think it's great. That is the best option. Devin Booker is clearly the better player than Aaron Holiday in that position, and Cam Johnson's a better player as well. So getting your best players on the court for more minutes is always a good move. Holiday, I would think, even though he played well in his role, if this is best case, if this is where he tops out, yeah, you can uh, you can see you later. He, Isaiah Jackson, up 8%. Yeah, probable. He's going to play tomorrow. It might completely shit in our faces. Like It might do absolutely nothing. In this role, again, we've seen one good game from Isaiah Jackson. He's barely, barely played. But it's worth taking a look at. Jaden McDaniels was added. He was up 7%, and it did not work out very well. And this is what I was talking about with McDaniels. Yes, take a flyer on him. No worries, right? But he has also played 27 minutes a night and has not sniffed 12-team value for most of the year. Not even come close to it. So, thinking he's a reliable guy was foolish. I, I would say if you added him, Hold him. He got into some foul trouble today. But it's going to be ups and downs, and he's going to be what he's been all year, a guy that's fringy or on the outskirts of a 12-team league scenario. Denny Avdia up 7%. Well, we haven't seen him play yet. That's a strong move, though. So is adding Jackson Hayes. Adding Dan Gafford to stream in tomorrow with Tom Bryant questionable and Porzingis out. Makes a lot of sense. The Duck Luke Canard's up 3%. Cameron Payne's up 3%. I can get behind adding Payne. Canard's fringy to me, but it's not a bad stream for tomorrow. Dennis Schroeder of 3% makes exactly zero sense. Kevin Porter is back, and Schroeder will hopefully play under 20 minutes. And then um, Justin Holiday up 3%, who started for Sacramento today. But again, with so many guards there, it's hard for me to get completely excited about what he's going to be able to do in terms of the other end of things. Players that would drop the most drop player was, of course, the delicate dancer, Alperen Shengun. It's a delicate dance in just 17 steps. It shouldn't have taken the 17 steps to drop him to the waiver wire. Again, I like the bloke. I like the potential, but I just don't see the clear path for it. Might change tomorrow. They might just throw caution to the wind and say, let's play our best young players and see what happens. But yeah, it's Steve Silas, so probably not. Chris Paul's been dropped. Yep, makes complete sense to me. Same with Zion Williamson. Don't know why people are holding on to him. Wouldn't know what you're hoping for. See you later. Bye-bye, Zion. Uh, Nick Batum down 4%. Sure, no worries. Absolutely expendable. Totally fine to be a 12-team guy. But if you're taking a flyer on someone, see you later. 
Devontae Graham down four. Johnny Kaminga down four. I wouldn't be bothered with them in 12-team leagues. KCP, I probably would have held on to him. But not you're not missing much. Whiteside down 3%. Go Bears back, so see you later, Hassan. Gary Bird, Garrison Matthews down 3%. And someone finally realized that, hey, maybe we don't need to be holding on to the headmaster, Jamal Murray. He went down 3% today as well. Don't know why it took that long for people to decide to drop him, but there we go. So he's down for, by uh, 3% over the last 24, or sorry, over the last 48 hours. Let's talk about the first game of the day. The first game of the day was the Pistons. They beat the Cleveland Cavaliers, if you can believe that. 106-103. It really hurts when you replace Darius Garland in the starting lineup with Rajon Rondo. I think that's that's the simple explanation for what happened in this game. Um, let's talk about oh, 106-103. The Pistons won this one. For the uh, Cavs, they did start Rondo. He played 26 minutes. He had 12 points and 9 assists with 2 threes. That's actually a viable fantasy line. And there is a chance that Garland misses the next game on Saturday as well, and you could stream Rondo. He was outplayed, however, by Brandon Goodwin, who had 15, 4, and 5 with two threes. And Rondo, um, as he has done for about 10 plus years, is a negative when he's on the court. Negative 15. It's just always the case. And it's why I'll persistently go through and say that he is not a good player, yet gets all these minutes for so long, even though he consistently hurts his team when he's on the court. It's just what he does. Marketing returned, and it was a really rough start from Marketing, but volume got him there. 28 minutes, 22 points. 38% shooting is rough. He got to the line 10 times. And without um, Darius Garland and without Karis Levert, he just took a lot more shots. So it's a great situation to add him, to have a look at that and go, wow, that's really cool. But that's still not a great line. Like 22 and 6 with not much else on poor shooting, fueled by getting to the line a ton of times, doesn't give me any hope. I would sell high on that real quick. I wouldn't bother with saying, yeah, nah, it's happening now. He's going to do it. He's just not that good. And it was circumstances that got him here. Yeah, and yeah, in the next little bit of time, you might have Garland missing another game and another couple of weeks with Levert out. That is all true. But waiting until those guys come back to try and trade off marketing probably won't work in your favor. Jarrett Allen had 11-8 with three blocks and Mobley had 12-8 with three blocks. So good games from those guys. Well, Okoro struggled again for 11 points and Chetty Osman had nine points in his 20 minutes. The discman, City Osman. Shot horribly, 29%. Well, Kevin Love, oh yeah, look, it's pretty rough at the moment for Love. Four points in 17 minutes. Markinen back, no Levert, no Garland, and he does that. He is now the 296th ranked player over the last two weeks, and you don't need me to tell you that that's shit else. If you're in a 10-team league, you can absolutely feel fine in dropping him, and even in a 12. If you did it, like it might end up biting you in the ass a little bit, just a little nip, but I don't think it's going to be a complete chunk. Like You're not going to get a big ass, just one buttock rip right off. It's not going to be that bad. As, as my partner's in the room as I'm recording, looking at me going, what on earth are you talking about? I'm talking about asses being ripped off. It's just standard basketball fare. Let's talk about the Detroit Pistons. MC Hamadou Diallo. Stop. Time. He played 21 minutes. He scored 21 points. He had six rebounds and hit three threes. Hamadou Diallo in the last month before this was shooting 17% from three. So to say that him shooting 64% overall is an outlier is an understatement. He was a perfect three of three from three. And the fact that he shot this well and still played 21 minutes is either an indication of how maybe he's not the best player to be out there or how bad the coach is. I'll let you figure out which one that is. And I'll just silently transition to talking about Corey Joseph playing 23 minutes, having six points on 29% shooting and continuing to get minutes for what reason? I don't. I'm sorry, kids, but it's been a long time. I have no fucking idea what's going on. Why do we keep playing this bloke? Must be the best bloke ever. Must give the best ass taps in the, in the dressing room. Yeah, good job. Yeah, thanks, Corey. Yeah, love it. 
and then he gets out on the court and then he runs around like that. What are, what are we doing? This team's going nowhere and we're developing Corey Joseph and Scooter Magruder. Only 19 minutes for the um, Flame and Galar, Elf Stewart. Is that you, Mr. Stewart? Well, who the hell else do you think it'd be? Get in here, you pair of Flame and Galars. This isn't entirely Casey losing his mind. It is a little bit, but he did get some early foul trouble. Um, the production's still really good, and if I did add him, I, I would hold on. Bagley benefited from that. And this, much like Rajon Rondo, this is a Marvin Bagley line. He played 27 minutes with Stewart in foul trouble, and he had 16 points. So you start looking at it, and the desk starts raising up. Go, oh, wow, 16 points. And then you go, okay, 0 3, 0 assists, 0 steals, 4 rebounds, negative 8 in a game that you win by 3. It's just true Marvin Bagley stuff. He scores, but he's dreadful everywhere else. And he got those minutes because Stewart and Jeremy Grant were both in foul trouble. If you want to see the definition of fool's gold, I reckon it's this performance. Don't get excited. Speaking of not being excited, the depressed penis, Sadiq Bey. Talked about how he'd made some big improvements. And yeah, he's looking much better. Well, he had three points. Three in 24 minutes. With Jack Shedels, he had 14% shooting. That's some real rough stuff from Bay. Just 6.6 fantasy points as well, which I don't need, you don't need me to tell you that's horrible. We're still holding him, of course. He was playing at a really high level, but he did drop off here. Cade Cunningham, 16-6 and 6 for the Sly Hog. My name is Richie Cunningham. Two blocks as well, but again, a horrendous shooting night, 25%. Uh, 90 from the line is good. And I thought, I know it's the reverse Marvin Bagley. You look at the line and you go, man, two points. Is this guy serious? But I thought Killian Hayes was all right. Because he had five rebounds, five assists, two steals, one block. I don't think he's ever going to be a guy that scores at all. But I damn know well, that's horrible phrasing. That was just like, I was speaking like Yoda. I know damn well that Killian Hayes is a better option to develop than Corey Joseph. Keep an eye on him. He can be an assistant steal streamer. And there are some flashes there. And there's some moments where it looks terrible. If you haven't dropped um, Kelly Olenek... Get that garbage out of here! You got to do it. The fact that we had both Jeremy Grant and Isaiah Stewart in foul trouble and he played only 21 minutes and scored two points is a good indication. As for Granny, 16 points is nice. Two steals is nice. One block is nice. He can't rebound and he shot 27%. It just continues to frustrate me as a player. I don't know why it frustrates me so much, but he's my most annoying player in the league to watch. Simple as that. But tell you what else is annoying? When you sign up for subscriptions and they bloody auto-renew and you forget about them and you're just draining money. What's the point of that? No one likes that. Truebill doesn't like it either. And that's why they are here to help you identify and stop paying for the subscriptions that you don't need that you don't want, and the ones that you simply forgot about. On average, people save up to 720 bucks a year with Truebill, and because companies make it hard to cancel, Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts, and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. And your Truebill concierge is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. Truebill has over 2 million users and has helped them save over $100 million dues. So don't fall for subscription scams. Start cancelling today at Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. Go right now, Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. It could save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. Another way to save money is to not go into local chain auto parts stores. You might as well just set that money on fire as you walk in the door. Because not only are you wasting money, but you're wasting time. 
when there's a perfectly viable, in fact, a preferable option available right on your phone or on your computer, and it's rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is the online family business that's been serving auto parts customers for over 20 years, whether it's brake parts or tail lamps, motor oil, or even new carpet. Rock Auto has everything that you would want for your car or truck. So why don't you check it out? Go to rockauto.com and check out their amazing, extensive catalog of parts for your car or truck. And in their How Did You Hear About Us box, right locked on so that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. The second game of the day was an ass-kicking. The Celtics 129 over the Nets 106. Nets have obviously got a lot of players out, but the Boston Celtics are actually rolling at the moment. Tatum had 30-7 and seven with four threes. Marcus Smart back off the, that ankle injury. It was pretty bloody good, in fact. 15-3-6, five triples, two steals. Looking real good at the moment. Obviously a must-roster player. Uh, Big Al Horford. 32 minutes for Horford. 11-13, two steals, two blocks. That's really, really good. And he's been wildly up and down all season. But with how they're running this three-man, big-man rotation, his value's up. The Rock DJ, Robbie Williams, he returned. Only played 25 minutes in the blow-up, but 12 and 11 is pretty strong. Well, Maximum Derek had 13 and 5 in 20 minutes. And Grant Williams, man, the way this guy is playing is super impressive. It's not great for 12-team fantasy leagues. It's not a bad streamer. But he's available basically everywhere. And if you're in a 14-team league, you can do significantly worse, like Dennis Schroeder, by having him on your team. 10 and 3, 30 minutes. Good percentages, basically every game. They're running an eight-man rotation, and Peyton Pritchard is that eighth man. So in 20-team leagues, there's a little bit there. Six points with two triples. Daniel Tice out of the rotation. Aaron Neesmith out of the rotation as well. For the Nets, I know there's a lot of guys out. Durant, Simmons, Irving, Dragic, Harris. They're all out. And we might get some of them returning next game. In fact, we definitely will get Kyrie Irving returning next game. Don't think we'll get Durant. Don't think we'll get Simmons or Dragic. But they're not far off. So we look at this, and we go, well, look, the Shark, Bruce Brown, had a really nice game. 15, 7, and 5 with 3 steals. 39 fantasy points. It's great, but we know that it's just not going to stick. Seth Curry even had 22 points with 7 rebounds. And that's great. There's more chance of sticking there. They ran with 4 centers. So that just screws everything up, doesn't it? The big avocado, Andre Drummond, played 20. I think he had 14 first half minutes and 5 in the second. 11 and 6 with a steal and a block. That's 20 minutes without Simmons or Durant. And they will play some minutes at center. I would still hold him. I do not feel good about it, though. I don't think it's going to last. And LaMarcus Aldridge, who played 28 minutes last game, played 17. Nine and four with two blocks. I probably would hold Aldridge over Drummond, maybe. But it's just really up in the air. And then Claxo came back into the rotation and played 11 minutes. And Griffin played seven. No consistency at all with the rotations that Steve Nash runs out there. With four centers who are capable of playing and none of them who are actually good enough to establish themselves. It's hard to look at any of them as must roster. I think it can vary, and it pains me. At least one of the one of the best blokes in this entire country, Paddy Mills. I'm sorry, mate, but you are one of the best blokes, one of the top blokes ever. But I'm sorry. See you later. Get that garbage out of here! I'm gonna have to go eat four bunning snags now as repentance for saying that. But you got you got to drop him. He was brutal. Zero of nine, one point. Now he will be better than this, but I don't actually care. Again, 12-team league. And again, Durant, Simmons, Irving, Dragic. You think they're not going to have an impact on Mills? He's bloody tired. He's been doing great stuff early in the season, but he's a clear, clear drop. I would see you later with the absolute quickness. 
Kessler Edwards was nice, 13 points with three threes in 19 minutes, but there's just no long-term appeal there for him again with all of those blokes set to return. Let's look at the next game. The Bulls get the win over the Hawks. Thanks for the four-pointer. Gets me over my Bulls minus three and a half pick in the Yahoo Bets column, so I love that one. The Hawks were without the Baptist, Johnny Collins, and then DeAndre Hunter got sick and didn't play in the second half, which actually probably helped them considering how bad he was in that first half. 29 minutes for Capella. Is he back? Mm, not sure. But in those four games that Collins has missed, he's played 29 or 30 minutes in three of them. That's really encouraging. 14, 17, two blocks. Okongwu, I thought he was also pretty good. Eight, four, and five, but he's not a 12-teamer. While the Italian cock. Hands off my cock! Daniel Gallinari, 26 and nine. Just keep streaming him while the Baptist is out. Bogdan played 38 minutes. He started the second half for Hunter, and he is on an absolute red-hot streak. 27 points with five threes. He took 24 shots. He's the 22nd ranked player over the last two weeks. I think it's a pretty clear, um, pretty clear sell high sort of opportunity for him. Whether you um, whether you do it or not, it's going to make it. Yeah, you got to make that decision. But I would consider it. If you can't get anything that's top 40, then you just hold, you enjoy, and that's really about it. I would say he's just been really, really strong and putting up some really good numbers, but you'd have to think that this shooting is going to cool off. Trey Young was bad. When you shoot 18%, it's always bad. And he was also off from the line, 73%. But he had 14 points and 10 assists, just an off night. Well, Herder, fan of pants, played a lot of minutes. 35 of them, only nine points. And I don't think that he is absolutely a must roster um, player. For the Bulls, I want to talk about sell highs. Oh, how can you sell high, Josh? He's an MVP candidate. Yeah, I, I know DeMar DeRozan's been really good. I don't have him in my top five for MVP. He's pretty close to it. But it's very hard for me to look and go, well, a bloke is going to score 30 a night, shooting 65% from the field. It's just not going to continue to happen. Now, he is doing it now, and you'd love what he's doing. 37 points, 71% shooting. Two threes. Amazingly, two threes. 37 minutes. He is on an all-time hot streak. He's the second-ranked player over the last two weeks. I would only trade him for a top-five guy in return. I would try to, I would do it. Not, not a problem. If I could get James Harden plus somebody else for him, I would do that as well. And this is not to dismiss what DeRozan is doing because it's been really good. It's just looking at, I know it's not the law of averages, but it's something along those lines where you're not going to continue. The fact that no one has ever done this before in the history of the NBA suggests to me that he won't be able to continue to do this for the rest of the way. It just won't happen. And there's going to be a drop-off come. But if you can't get good value, don't. Hold it. Love it. Enjoy it. Cherish it. Ayo Desunmu, 34 minutes, 12, 6, and 3 with three blocks. Played some really good defense on Trey Young, and he looked great in this game. While with Zach Levine returning, you can uh, you can jack Kobe White right off. Get that garbage out of here! Nine points in 20 minutes for Kobe. See you later. While Tristan Thompson came in, got the backup center minutes, played well, really energetic. 11 and 6. He was so energetic. He was like he was at a club full of single women. That's how hyped he was. Big numbers from Tristan Thompson, but do not overreact to that. Javante Green played 28. He had a steal on the block. I think we look at him just as a steal streamer, not any sort of must roster. While big Nikola Vucevic. It's Vucevic. Vucevic. Back to another shit uh, shooting night. 31%, but 12 and 10, two steals, two blocks. Really good stuff. He remains the fifth ranked player over the last two weeks. Actually, that's before today's game. 
I apologize. I'm just going to refresh my numbers and have a look. Yeah, he's sixth over the last two weeks. So still pretty bloody good. Levine in his first game back had 20 points in 36 minutes. And I don't think there's much more to talk about there with the old Chicago Bulls. But what I should talk about, yes, it is time for me to talk about it. It's Bilt Bar. It's the best tasting protein bar ever. Have you ever been sitting there craving a sweet treat? Going, I'm going to reach for those candy bars. And then you think to yourself, no. Because there's some Aussie dickhead that talks about fantasy basketball that's told me there's a delicious alternative. And it's called Built Bar. It tastes like the candy bars, but it's low in calories. It's low in fat. It's low in sugar. It's low in carbs. But it is jam-packed with protein. What, what more could you ask for? Get the cookies and cream. That's where you start. That's your number one. Go your cookies and cream. But then there's mint. There's peanut butter. There's salted caramel. There's coconut. There's so many great flavors. And you're going to be doing something good for your body by jamming it full of that much protein. So... Go to Locked, not don't go to Locked, that's bullshit. Go to Built.com. Use the code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and get 15% off Built Bar. Because Built Bar, like me, and like you, most importantly, yes, you, Built Bar is built different. All right, let's go to the next game. What is it? It's Memphis. They lost to Minnesota, 119-114. Let's start with Ja Morant, who had a scary-looking trip to the locker room. But he came back. So I guess crisis averted. Let's hope so. He'll be a little bit sore tomorrow. He wasn't particularly great in this game from a fantasy point of view. 20 and 8 looks good. It's the Marvin Bagley effect, isn't it? 20 and 8 looks great. Two steals is nice. But 28% from the field is horrific. And then going 6 of 9 from the line is also pretty poor. And that's sort of where Jar has been recently. Numbers have been down. 92nd ranked player over the last couple of weeks. Because the percentages are falling off somewhat. But still love that he's out there and love that he's playing. Rough night from Bainey as well. 14 points in 29 minutes on uh, 33% shooting, but don't worry too much there. While Brandon Clark also had some struggles, especially from the line where he was two of six, but he had 10 and eight and still a 12 team hold. Good game from Zaire Williams, who'd been trending downwards. He had 21 in 27, but don't worry about that. But how about my man, the wave pool, DeAnthony Melton? 22 minutes, and he's just not going to top that. He's just not going to go over it, really. 12, five and six, two threes and a steal. And on 33%, top 90 over the last two weeks. Now that is a 12 team league player. Do I have faith that that continues long-term? No, because Dylan Brooks will come back and with his terrible hair, jack up a million shots and make it make it look bad. But he's been good at the moment. Steve Adams is pretty strong as well. Six points, 12 boards and five assists. Probably is a 12-team league guy. Uh, well, not probably. He's definitely a 12. Actually, you know what? The rankings tell you no. 211th over the last two weeks, 173rd for the season. But you've got to be punting free throws and then his value comes in. Jaron had 21-11 with three blocks and two steals, and that's really, really strong because he'd struggled a little bit before the break, but that's a really, really solid performance. For the Timberwolves, I thought D'Angelo Russell was great. 38 minutes, 37 points, nine assists, and shot 62% and 89 from the line. That is a huge, huge game. 52 fantasy points. While Townsie got into some foul trouble, but dropped 49 fantasy points, 22-11 with three blocks. With Towns in foul trouble, we got more Nazareth Reed. He had three blocks in his 20 minutes. Well, I tell you what, Goose... Anthony Edwards. You won't find a bigger buy low than this bloke. Because again, one a really interesting thing to do is block out a points column when looking at someone's line. Because the amount of people who are panicking about Anthony Edwards is huge. And he had five points. They go, oh my God, that is horrific. And he did it on 9% shooting. And then what? There's no justification for that being good. Because it's objectively horrific. But... Four rebounds, seven assists, two blocks is really good. I, 
unless you expect him to be a 9% shooter or a 20% shooter or like a 50% shooter from the line that he was in this game moving forward. If you expect all of those things, then yeah, you know what? Don't buy low. But I, I don't expect those things. He'll have a stretch where he goes 50% from the field and 85 from the line and scores 25 a night and hopefully still bringing those other things. It's been really, really bad. He's 232nd over the last two weeks. He is, of course, the 44th ranked player for the season. And don't be surprised if in the middle of the fantasy playoffs, he's the 30th best player. I will caution that he is dealing with an ankle problem. Maybe that's impacting him to some degree. But I'm not overly worried. And again, with the panic around him, you can probably get in at a pretty cheap price. Pat Beverly, 28 minutes, 13, 3 and 4, 2 steals and 4 threes. You know what I'm going to say? Please, I beg you, just to make me feel better about myself, just do it for my, for my mental stability. Can you please add him? Why is he still available everywhere? What more does the man have to do? What more do we need to see? Add him, please. And then the big question was, what's going to happen with Jared Vanderbilt Bar and Jaden McDaniels? Well, the answer was, Vanderbilt's going to get his groove back a little bit and McDaniels is going to suck. Sorry, 28 minutes for Vanderbilt Bar. Only seven boards, but he had two steals. That's what he does. 60% shooting, that's what he does. And he had 12 boards. That's what he does. Only seven points. And he's probably just a fringe 12-team hold guy. And I've talked a million times about Jaden McDaniels saying, you know what? He'd played 27 minutes a night all season and he hadn't sniffed 12 teams. He hadn't been near it, as I said earlier in the show. He had seven points in 16 minutes. Now, he had five fouls, but Vanderbilt fouled out. Vanderbilt played 28. McDaniels played 16. I don't expect 16 a night from um, Jaden McDaniels. I don't expect the artist formerly known as Torian Prince to play more than him on most nights either. But I do understand that when he had that little stretch of games where he was shooting unbelievably and things were looking great, that we had to really you know, couch our expectations and understand that he's had plenty of opportunities and hasn't done it. And maybe this is just a little hot streak that won't last. If you did add him, I would hold and see what happens. But it was far from a guarantee that he was going to be this must roster, unbelievable, let's talk about how great he is sort of player. And we've seen that. Good shooting night from Malik Beasley as well. 17 points in 18 minutes with the five triples in that one. Let's look at the next game. The scoreline in this game doesn't reflect the nature of the game, I don't think. Because the Suns win at 124-104, which is, yeah, on the surface, an ass-kicking. But it wasn't like that at all. They really pulled away in the last few minutes. They decided to start Devin Booker at point guard. Now, if you are a fan of this show from three or four years ago, before Chris Paul joined this team, I implored the coaches of this team, like, stop starting. Sorry, kids, I'm fired up. Stop starting fucking Isaiah Kanan and start the bloke who's actually your point guard, and that's Devin Booker. Oh, we can't do it. We can't. It's just too much. It's too much for him. How can he possibly be the point guard? We'd rather have shit players out there handling the ball. Okay. Booker had 25, 5, and 12 with six steals. And the only thing about that line that I think is bullshit is the six steals. I think he's going to have a huge run here. Now, in saying all of that, he started a point guard, Cam Johnson started. I don't know that Booker will continue to start a point guard when Cameron Payne is healthy. But what this tells me is that Aaron Holiday's got zero shot at it. Because Holiday could have started here, but they went with Booker. And Holiday was totally fine. And he's clearly better than Alfred Payton, clearly. And did pretty well in his minutes, Holiday did. 12, 2, and 5 in 25 minutes. But I'm not... He did that on 100% shooting, which if we're going to talk about 9% for Anthony Edwards not being sustainable, 100 is also not sustainable. So I think we look at Holiday as like a 14 to 16 team league player, but still the big unknown is what the hell happens when campaign is back? 
how much does Holiday play? Does Payne, because if Payne doesn't even start, yeah, that's going to make him, and I don't think he will start in his first game back, but there is, and that's going to really eliminate what Holiday's value could possibly be. But we don't know what's going to happen there. Bridges took 17 shots and scored 21 points, so that's great. When Cam Johnson, yeah, got to grab him. 21, 4, and 5 with four triples on 58% shooting. We've said this all along with, with um, Cam Johnson. When the chance is there for 30 minutes, he's a 12-team league guy, but when the team was healthy, he played 24 and he wasn't. Well, the team's not healthy. They went and put Booker a point guard to give more minutes to him, so we, we go with him. Good value. Jay Crowder had a pretty good game. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. I don't trust it at all. 17, 5, and 4 with four steals. That's great. Great stream option on these low-volume days, but that's really about it, I think. Shithouse from Aiton, though. Six and eight in 30 minutes with two steals and a block. Can't do anything with it. Not buying low necessarily, not selling high, not dropping. It just wasn't good. For the Thunder, Shea returned. He played 35 minutes, had 32, two and five. Yeah, he's back. And he's going to play tomorrow on the back-to-back as well. But interestingly, they made the point to have Josh Giddy have the ball in his hands and be on ball the whole game. And they said, yeah, that's what we're doing rest of the season. So if you've got Josh Giddy, bar up. 15, 9, and 6 for Giddy in 37 minutes. They still played Trey Mann 31 minutes coming off the bench, which was pretty interesting. He had 11, 5, and 6 with four steals. But don't be fooled. I could argue, without looking at the numbers, that Trey Mann might have had six combined assists in the last four games. Like, he is not a good assist player. This was good. I wouldn't rush to add him at all. They started, um, he started over Aaron Wiggins in the second half, Trey Mann did. Wiggins had six and seven in 21, nothing exciting. And I reckon. I reckon we can jack um, Darius Baisley. Get that garbage out of here! Only 26 minutes. With Shea back, he lost usage. He only took four shots and had two points. Roby got 25 minutes. He's more of a 14-team than 12-team league player, even though Derek Favors started. Favors won't play tomorrow, so that's going to help Roby a little bit there. And Teo Maladon played only six minutes, basically because Shea was back, and that's how he was getting minutes. Interestingly, Vic Krejci. Played 21 minutes and had eight points. And then after the game, he said, yeah, I'm going to need something on my, uh, some small surgery or something on my knee after recovering from the ACL injury that uh, kept him out all of last season. So I don't know why he played as much as he did over Maladon, but that's the problem with this Thunder rotation. We've seen it so many times uh, this season. Just guys in and out, like Robinson Earl, Wiggins, Krejci, bloody Mamadi Diakiti, who then got waived. Roby, all these guys are up and down, in and out of rotations, minutes all over the place. That it is hard outside of the top guys to really get any level of consistency or excitement going for the team. All right, on to the next game. The Nuggets comfortably beat the Kings 128-110 on the road. Big Chungus. Big, big Chungus, big Chungus, big Chungus. He was great. Again, Nikola Jokic, 25 and 12, nine assists, four steals, a block. Just a huge game from Jokic, who continues, obviously, to be the number one player. Um, remember last game, there were people panicking about Will Barton. I said, I don't think it's going to be any issue here. It was just a hot game from Forbes and a bad game from Barton. Well, Barton played 32 minutes, had 31 points with three triples. He hasn't been awesome this year, but he's been solid most of the year and probably should be on someone's 12-team roster. Oh, probably he should be on someone's 12-team roster. Monty Morris was pretty good, 19 points in 31 minutes. He had four assists, he had a steal and a block. Actually, you know what? That was actually a really good game from Morris. 19, two and four, a steal and a block, 78% shooting. Very high shooting, but a good game. Forbes played the 21 and had eight points, while Jeff Green still somehow is rostered in leagues, and I don't know why. My name is Jeff. Seven points in 25 minutes. 
Uh, there was no Zeke Naji in this game, so Jermichael Green had 12 in 15 minutes, and Aaron Gordon continued to be like, eh. 12 and 6. Three steals is nice, but he just, I don't know. This just feels like there's never any upside with Gordon. For the Kings, Sabonis was really good. 37 minutes, 33, 14, and 6 with two threes with a steal and a block. 65% shooting. Just a great game overall. While the pencil, Harrison Barnes. Barnesy. Really good, well-rounded game. 14, 7, and 4 with two steals. The shooting guard position's a mess. Justin Holiday, 29 minutes for five points. Dante DiVincenzo, 8, 2, and 4 in 23 minutes. Jeremy Lamb, 11 points in 20 minutes. And Davion Mitchell, 7.0 rebounds on 30% shooting in 30 minutes. I don't think any of those guys are 12-team league players. You can stream them in for days when there's low games on, you want to try someone, but there's just too many guys there who are too mediocre who are going to cut into each other's playing time. Mo Harkless played 13 minutes. He's either like 30 minutes or he's like under 20. It's all over the shop with his playing time and it makes it hard to have any sort of value there. While Rashawn Holmes was out of this game, so they went to a little bit of Damian Jones and six minutes of Trey Lyles for some reason, and they DMPCD'd Chemezi Metu. Cool. At least we got 13 minutes of Mo Harkless though. Darren Fox played 36 minutes. That's, I don't know, is that 36 more or less than the people he scammed with his NFT? I'm not really sure. 20 points, four assists, and two blocks for him. Bad from the line, just one of two, but good numbers overall. He's been really strong since the Halliburton trade, and he's been told that, yes, you are our favorite boy, Darren, and you get to be the man now. So he's been really good since he's uh, feeling less sad in that situation. So let's go to the last game of the night. The Golden State Warriors smacked the Blazers. 132-95 to was the final score. I don't know how much actual fantasy stuff we're going to get out of this game, considering just how much of a beatdown it was. Um, obviously, no Draymond Green for the Warriors. They went with Gary Payton again. The doctor played only 19 minutes, had two points and two steals. At this stage, he's a guy that can get you steals, but the minutes between him and Kaminga and Porter, they're going to be all over the place. Otto played 16 here and had 10 and 7, while Kaminga played 27. He had 17 and 8 with two blocks. It's a great line. He somehow got to the line 12 times, including 10 in the first half, which really boosts this line way up. So that's great. You can stream him in 12s, but I wouldn't say it's a must at all. Steph only played 27 minutes, had 18 points, but 14 assists is awesome. Clay had 18 and 5 with four threes, while Andy Wiggins only 10 points in 26 minutes, 31% shooting. Um, he's outside the top 100 on the season still. Two steals and a block for Wigo. Yeah, not great, but they got the job done. That's all you needed. For the Blazers, Simons had 24 in 29 minutes. That's great. Josh the Hitman Hart, 12 and 6 in 27 minutes. Good, but most of these guys didn't play at all in the fourth quarter because of the blowout. So the things are all over the shop. We look at this and we go, Greg Brown played 25 minutes. He had two blocks, which is very interesting. He was also a minus 27. Trenton Watford came off the bench behind Drew Eubanks. was a minus 39. And had nine points. And this is what, when we talked about that injury, I thought they'd give Watford a go before Eubanks. They didn't. They went with Eubanks. But I said, look, in, in general, it's going to be so much inconsistency from fringe players. And I wouldn't stress too much about this is the guy to roster. Or this is the guy to grab. Like, do I grab Eubanks, who had two and five in 21 minutes? Watford, who had nine and one? Brown, who had eight points in 25 minutes, including a lot of garbage time? I don't think any of them are 12-team league must-roster players. You can take flyers on them but there's going to be so much up and down with these guys. I still think that Watford probably is the option, but he's by no means a must-roster player. By no means. I think Winslow still is, despite having just 14 points in 22 minutes. Um, CJ Allaby struggled for five in 22. It's just They're just bad. They're just really bad. And no, Damian Lillard is not returning this season. And no, Yusuf Nurkic 
is not returning this season. Um, Benny McLemore went scoreless in his 17 minutes. So obviously, not just based on this, just based on him being Ben McLemore, he's not a 12-team league player. Let's look at the lines of the night. The Monstrous does go to Devin Booker of the Phoenix Suns, and his teammate, Jay Crowder, gets the waiver wire line of the night. The young gun is Zaire Williams, and your dart of the night is, unfortunately, Patrick Mills. Top 10 players today. Number one was Booker, followed by Sabonis, Jokic, D'Angelo Russell, Steph Curry, Farton Will Barton, DeMar DeRozan, Jason Tatum, Jay Crowder, and Cameron Johnson. Your top 10 players rostered in under 50% of leagues. Number one is Crowder. He's streamable. Diallo, not really a 12-team guy. Zaya Williams, no. Magruder, absolutely not. Jermichael Green, deep, deep leagues only. Trey Mann's like a 14-teamer. Kessler Edwards is a 16 er Aaron Holiday's probably more 14 than anything. Brandon Goodwin, maybe stream if Garland's out. And then the Shark, Bruce Brown. Yeah, look, until these guys return, maybe you have him, but he's very up and down even when everyone's out. And when they all come back, there's no long-term value there. Your top 10 players in points leagues for today. Jokic, Booker, Sabonis, Russell, Jaron Jackson, DeRozan, Towns, Curry, Tatum, and Will Barton. And that will do it for today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. If you are here on YouTube, give it a thumbs up and leave your comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.